Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Jake, Bill, and Evan of Northern Gold. If you're one of those people who listened to the conversation, thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Before we get started, I just want to say that you'll have to excuse me today because I am a little sick and my voice is very raspy. It's doing okay now, but I've had a hard time talking all day. This is actually the third time I'm trying to record this intro, and so far, (laughs) this sounds the best out of all of them. So let's keep it going. On the show today, we have John from the band Ed Hockley, which, if you don't know, is one of my favorite bands in the area. Probably currently my favorite active band in Pittsburgh. They fucking rip, and John is a super sweet dude. Uh, We sat down a couple weeks ago and just talked about how he got into music, his interest in, you know, nerdy things. We talk about fucking Ninja Turtles and Star Wars and punk rock and DIY and a bunch of cool shit. So that's really all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get too into this, you know. Just listen to the conversation. It's coming up right here, right now. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! <laughs> no, 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 I've dragged it around too much. So let's see. I don't know you very well. So let's take it back to like the beginning days of you as a kid. Okay. I'm assuming you were probably into. We were just talking about Star Wars. So you know, like Star Wars and all that stuff as a kid. Yeah, Star Wars and baseball. You know. I remember seeing like I think I saw a picture of you on Facebook the other day, like holding some Power Rangers thing or something. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, my brother and I like like told her nerds about that. So like, actually, I saw like a new. 10 minute like short movie of like some like new Power Rangers thing and it's like really violent yeah you know what everybody told me about it and I never watched it it's pretty cool but it's like still kind of weird to just watch like God, I don't I don't know if I, this is believable but it was pretty cool cool so and I'm assuming a lot of this we'll say nerdy stuff stuck with you throughout the years yeah. and things like that so what stuck with you and what didn't or is it uh, well, kind of I stopped playing baseball. Um, oh, okay. So you're in the sports and stuff. Yeah, too. like I, I played baseball and I was like in track. And but like once I got to high school, I just kind of stopped. I just I didn't have any interest in it. Did it like line up with you getting into music, or was it like yeah, some kind downtime? Of, kind of like I was lucky enough that my mom she remarried and she had or he had uh, two kids, um, two sons that like I was friends with before, and then like then they became my stepbrothers. Oh, weird. I had two older stepbrothers, and my one stepbrother was, I think, like five years older than me. So he was always getting me in the new bands. Like when I was, I, I think my I'd been like eight or nine, and he got me in the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, very and, important, and Nirvana, and Soundgarden, and you know all those crucial like. Sure. Like Weezer was like really huge. I remember when I was in like third grade, you know, and like uh-huh. really loving that. But like it was cool. Like he'd be like, "Hey man, check 
check this out. Did you see? Did you hear this band? Awesome. Uh, so that was that was really cool. Sure. I didn't have any older brothers or older siblings, but I had an uncle who was a record collector, and my dad was like, my parents were really young when they had me, so my dad was just like super into thrash metal and things like oh, yeah. that. And like, and I was like four years old, like sifting through his like Cannibal Corpse cassette tapes <laughs> and stuff like that. This is so my like I got into like that through him, and then got into hoarding through my uncle. Cause my uncle just collected everything. That's awesome. Like it's like eclectic, you know. Like yeah. That's sweet. So, is your brother still doing music stuff? Um, several, yeah, he has a, he's now not, I'm not related to him anymore. Okay. Um, but he, yeah, he has like a regular gig on Bourbon Street. Oh, gnarly. There's like a lot of like funk and fusion and jazz. Okay. So, he's still at, like, that's his career, you know. That's so awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So then you got into playing, was bass the first thing you got into playing? Yeah, my, my mom had me start on piano when I was five. Um, she played piano for a while. Uh, and then I moved. I started. I played clarinet for a couple years. But my both my parents are musically inclined. My dad teaches classical music right now at Chattanooga University. But he conducts orchestras and wow. plays violin and viola and cello. Okay. And stuff. So he never taught me music, but I, it was just like in like the family. Like I remember going to like concerts when I was a kid and see my dad, you know, conduct, and he's like a crazy man, you know, like his, <laughs> he has like this big head of white hair, so he's always like headbanging the whole time. <laughs> nice. But yeah, my mom started me on piano, I did that for a while, and then I did clarinet for a while, and then I just, I picked up bass, and I, it was probably the influence for my stepbrother, because, I don't know, I was around him playing, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool, and like, I also noticed when I would listen to bands, even like, not realizing, but I really just paid attention to the bass a lot okay so I guess that was a natural thing that happened so I think when I was 13 I finally picked up a bass and yeah. started playing you like the groove yeah chasing the groove absolutely man. all right so when you started playing bass were you into is that still like smashing pumpkins grunge type stuff yeah definitely okay. that and like I remember getting I got in the deftones really hard sure um like when adrenaline came okay, out yeah, so like, it gets it got a little like harder yeah definitely yeah. that was like Deftones were like a huge impact, like as far as like bass playing goes. Like, sure. That and then I got into like Hot Water Music and okay. both those bands, like they're obviously not anything like similar at all. But like Jason Black from Hot Water is like so amazing. Hot Water Music is a band that I have never listened to. Oh really? And everybody's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Listen to them." Like I'll get to it one day. I There's just these bands that have like discographies that have been together for like a decade or two, and it's just so daunting to like. Where do I start mm. with all of this information? If you were to listen to one, I would just say like listen to like No Division. I, I think that encompasses a, a lot of Hot Water in in an album, and it's front to back, it's awesome. But uh, Hot Water is, I think, one of those bands too where you might not get it, and if you sure. don't get it, then like because there's you know fucking crazy ass Hot Water fans. All of them have tattoos and they love you know most of the albums, and but they. It like clicks with them. Yeah, I think there's there's, there's a, a lot of bands. Like oh, there's that, a though. ton of bands like that that you love it or you hate it. You know, mm. Blastjaw. I'm wearing a Blastjaw shirt, so they're a band that people are like, they're the best band ever. People are like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. I'm one of those people. I don't. I, don't care about that. I saw them a couple times. Exactly. And I'm like, I was like, oh, this yeah, is not for me. Or uh, refused. I know that I saw you post something about. Oh yeah, them. I mean, refused. I liked them when I was younger, and I still think you know like. You know, Shape of Punk to Come is, you know, a still a good album, but it's like, man, that was so long ago, and I'm, you know, just rehashing old shit. It's like, dude, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just over that, you know. And I listened to like that new song, and yeah. I just, I couldn't even get through like the whole thing. I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I understand too, I would definitely still like to see them, you know, but I would never pay to watch them. Like, sure. If like I got them for free or something, I'm like, all right, I'll go. You know, I'll definitely yeah. go and see that, but I don't know. Now, but, over the years of touring, playing music and things like that, do you still get really excited to see certain bands play live? Absolutely, yeah. Cool. I was just talking about this yesterday at work. Dillinger 4 came on, and it's like my favorite band. And like, that band, like, every single time. Every single time. Like, I've only seen them like three or four times, but every time has been amazing. And like, anytime they are around, I will go, you know? Because they're, I mean, they're just, everybody's holding each other and singing along, and <laughs> it's like really positive, and it sounds awesome. And I don't know, like, that's, that's one of the bands. But like, friends' bands, like, band you go on tour with, you, you see on tour, like, oh yeah, this is awesome, this is so cool, or it doesn't even matter how many times you've seen them too, like, you know, like 1994, homies with them, but like, I'll like get so emotional every single time they play, <laughs> like, I'll end up like in tears, because I'm like, I just love this band so much. Sure, and if you have a history with them, you probably have like all of this uh, experiences and nostalgia yeah. and things that are attached to it. There's yeah. like this thing that I think, some, I don't know if it's like a lot of people in our generation, I think we're probably close to the same age really hold on to nostalgia in weird ways whereas it seems like my parents weren't like that and i don't know if kids that are younger than us are going to hold on to it i don't know what it is about the like 90s kid and nostalgia i don't yeah i don't know but it, it i don't even know if you can really explain it but you just know it's there and yeah. you know when you hear you're like this is awesome it's still really awesome you know it's so weird there's it's feel like kids who i know who are you know 20 years old now aren't really clinging on to or seem to be holding things everything seems to be real temporary mm. i don't know if it's media's fault uh not media but like social media or yeah. internet like thousand things in front of your face all the time type of thing seems like there's like maybe more interesting things to do but that they actually aren't aren't at all yeah i don't know like i remember you know when you found out about a band and before the internet like you had to like really search for it and oh like, yeah and you're like oh this is awesome like I found this, I just randomly bought it at some, you know, yeah. some CD store and, you know, it was, it was hard to find or like, you know, I remember when I come to Pittsburgh and I go to like, um, what was that place on, on, uh, Craig Street? Uh, um, the one that was above Phantom of the Attic? Yeah. Yeah, what was that place called? Uh, that's gonna, cause they, they had that and then it, it was the spot it, that moved. It moved and then the they moved back. And then they moved back. Yeah. Man, I can't remember. I remember going old there old when like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I remember going there, you know, when I was in like eighth or ninth grade. Yeah, and like, totally. I'm like, I can only, I have to buy the CDs here because I can't get them where I'm, you know, I, I'm from Grove City, so like, okay. there's nothing there, you know. So. Yeah, I would go to Borders in special order. Oh, yeah. CDs, and they would have to like call me <laughs> on the phone and like leave a message. But and you're like, like you can come pick up your yeah, CD. Awesome. Yeah, and then like riding like the 45 minute bus out to Merville Mall to get like some CD that I'm paying like $25 yeah, for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're so I fucking loved that CD. Yeah. Whatever it was, even if it wasn't that good, I was like, well, I'd better like yeah. this CD. I just paid for it and I took a bus ride. Yeah. Like, and I waited for it. But it was cool because, you know, I get to like listen to it on my disc man on the way yeah. back. Hell yeah. Just made it so much more like Now everything's at your fingertips and Oh yeah. You know, but it's funny that you can listen to any music that has ever happened now and people still have like the worst taste in music you know <laughs> i mean there's just so much out there yeah there's just like unlimited amounts of music and you know things that you can get into or hate 
<laughs> for me, it becomes like a option paralysis thing where it's just so everybody's like, check this out, send me links. I have like book I have like a folder oh, of man. bookmarks for links. Like one day I'll check these out, maybe every once in a while I might check out a thing or two, and it's always really good stuff. But it's like, yeah. I'm finding, I'm like, yeah, if I listen to that album two years later, it's really good. Hey, at least you got to it. But yeah. I mean, it's not It's not going to go anywhere. That's 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 what's cool about it. It's like forever and some, you know, it's digital, it's, it's, it's analog, it's something, there's a copy of it somewhere, you know. Yeah, that's it just awesome. bums me out that I don't feel as inclined to listen to it. But if somebody was yeah. like, hey, like, I got this CD, check it out, and they let me borrow it, yeah. and it's like, I'll have to give this back in a couple days, I better sit down and listen to it. And it's just, I miss that. I mean, I still buy a ton of actual music mm. like records so, obviously yeah so i'm really into that and i like supporting music and blah 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 yeah. but i still have like a bunch of i like the convenience of being able to check out something before i sink 25 bucks that's into really, it now yeah, that i'm like an adult and i need that 25 bucks is like, <laughs> you know that can go towards that could be food rent. for my yeah, yeah. It's, but don't want to buy some shitty album yeah so I hear that. <laughs> I mean, I pre-ordered that refused album, so hopefully it's good. Hopefully, hopefully you know, maybe, maybe it's better. Maybe I, maybe I judged it too early, but you know, maybe when it comes, the whole thing comes out, maybe I'll, I'll yeah. take, a, take a listen. So, what kind of stuff are you into now, or have you always? It seems like you're kind of like I'm into whatever ever is fucking cool. I don't give a shit. Is that kind of like what you're into? Just whatever's good. The newest thing I've I've been like, and I haven't got it yet, but I hop along. Is like they're, okay, they're I've seen record. that name around, yeah. They're incredible, and uh, I've been listening to like the two songs they have on Bandcamp a bunch, and I know their album's out yet, I just haven't gotten to like ordering it yet, but uh, I've been jamming that a bunch. Just, that band is, when they, when um, Get This Own came out a couple years ago, it was really hard for me to not listen to anything else. Like, I would I would be, I'd be on, on my iPod, and like, oh, what do I want to listen to? I guess I'll just listen to Hop Along again, because it's... I love so when that happens. Good. Yeah, it's it's just perfect. Everything about that band is is perfect. So, I've been jamming that a lot, but I don't know. I just you know anybody can say I like what I like. You know, uh-huh. you know. There's the old stuff and the new stuff. I mean, friends bands. It's uh, Dave from Ed Hockey League. He like he said it, and I always it always stuck with me. He's like, you know, it's cool. You know, when you're younger, and uh, you know you like love this band, like Smashing Pumpkins, for for example, like. Siamese Dream, you're like, man, what a, what a, like, a huge band, and, like, they're great and amazing, they're, like, my favorite band, but now, like, even though, like, you still like that, you're like, my, my, our favorite bands are our friends, like, you know, when you make a mixtape for somebody, or oh, a sure. mix for yourself, you end up, like, I notice that I end up putting more than half of the songs on there are just friends' bands, because I truly like their music, and, you know, then, yeah, you also have, like, this connection with them, you know? Yeah. Like, emotionally. So, you know, you, you put a song, and like, oh, man, I remember this time, you know, we were on tour with this band, and, like, they played a song, and it's like, so awesome. And, yeah. You know? I mean, you're behind the curtain, and you get to see more of what actually goes into the process of those songs, and you know them as people, and you might know that it's genuine. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? It's like, Siamese Dream is a great album. But like the Smashing Pumpkins as people in that oh, era no, are not anybody I would ever want to oh, be around. No. <laughs> Billy Corgan. Oh, I would like, just like, I would love to throw like a like a rotten piece of fruit at him because yeah. it's like you are disgusting and you suck. But I mean, you still probably yeah. rule a guitar, but you're an asshole. You know? Yeah, that really things like that really bum me out. That's yeah. why I try really hard not to get too familiar with musicians that I like on that on a big level it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to know about their personal lives because 
most of the time they're bad people. Yeah. And for some, I don't know why that happens, but it's like listening to a lot of like rock music or more aggressive music that kind of caters to a demographic of people that might be like kind of shitty people. Sometimes there's mm-hmm. just shitty people involved in it. it bums yeah. me out. So stick to my <laughs> stick to yeah. my homies. But it's it's true, you know, and yeah. you know you. you you don't want to put them on a pedestal, you know. Like you like you really like a record, but like that's it. You don't have to know them. You don't need to know them. You just know that what they did is what you like. Uh huh. And you hear about all these, you know, this rock star bullshit, and it's like, oh man. I mean, I kind of assumed he was a prick, and now I, I know that he's a prick. I mean, yeah. Not, I know, like from reading, so like that's somebody's opinion, but oh, he did this or he did that. Like, that's the other funny thing about the internet now and how much information there is yeah. if somebody says something smart at a show you know about it right away yeah. and everybody's you know posting like a dumb tweet that they delete the next day but it's still there it's for still everybody there. to it's see the yeah. yeah and that kind of shit wasn't there when we were younger and also I think we were just weren't paying attention obviously it's just the music and yeah. then you know school and friends and back in the day too the only thing you would hear about it is like you know you pick up like maximum rock and roll or yeah. heart attack and like that's where you read you know what's going on in, in punk or you know, uh-huh. whatnot now you know it's up to your fingertips and you can just type something in and be like oh how's how much of this like band sucks or like <laughs> is this person cool or you know like oh ben weasel punched a, a lady you know like oh i always assumed he was a prick but that sucks like yeah you know like it's right there on the internet for everybody to read yeah, and it bums me out. Some people could hear the most terrible thing about somebody in a band and not care. They're able to, like, well, I still like the music, and but I can't do that. Yeah? It, I don't know why. It, I mean, it just really, really bothers me. It, like, me. ruins the whole thing yeah. for you. It really, really bugs me. There was, uh, we played a show with a band one time, and we'll just leave it out, doesn't matter. But the dudes in the, uh, I really like this band. And, like, the, there was some friends of mine at the show. It was an all-ages show. And, like, there were, like, these, like, younger girls. They were underage girls. And, like, the dudes were just being, like, real scummy. Oh, and, you know. Jesus. And it just really bummed me out. It's like, man, like, you guys are so good. But, like. That's uh, unacceptable, though. Like, yeah. that's, like, that, you know, being an asshole. Be that, or, yeah. But, like, that's, like, being the worst. Yeah. Ever. It just, oh. that bums me out. So. Yeah, it rightfully so. You really know, bums me out. I mean, I still have the record stuff. It's Man, you you have to like if you see even look at the record, yeah. like, you think about that. I feel like, dirty. Like I feel yeah. dirty listening to it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You don't want to support some somebody yeah. some shithead that does you know that's a creep master. You know. Yeah, but some people who uh, can disconnect things like that, and I, I don't know. I don't know if that's because I'm a good person or because I'm involved in music or a mixture of the two. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'd like to think it's just because I'm a good person. I mean, yeah, yeah, like that's something you would never do. So yeah. you know, you can't understand or even uh, try to even accept that. You know, uh-huh. as you're getting older, do you find yourself listening to more older music than you might have when you were younger? Like going back to the classics. Uh I know. In the last probably ten years, I've listened to Thin Lizzy a lot more <laughs> than I did when I was younger. So, I mean, there are some bands like that, but there's, like, some that are just always in heavy rotation, always. Sure. You know, that's a great thing about, like, the older music is, like, if you like it and you you know it's good, if you ever, like, I don't know what to listen to, oh, well, I'll put fucking Ziggy Stardust on because sure. I know that this is not going to let me down, it's going to be awesome, and I'm going to love it you uh-huh. know, every single time, or... You, know, you put on Thriller, you put on, you know, Bad Reputation or something like that. You know, yeah. Those are things that you can bank on, and that's that's cool. Like, but 
Also, I don't know. Again, like there's so much new music that out there that I would love to hear that I don't know anything about, or bands that like you know like people tell you to check out and you still haven't. You know, I'm like interested to see it because I feel like within you know the first song I will know if it's interesting enough or that I immediately like it or I'm not gonna like it at all. You know? Yeah. And I can. I can usually gauge you ever have that, that feeling like uh, that I'm not sure if I like this but it's intriguing enough and yeah next thing you know you're like absolutely infatuated with it yeah I love those are the best yeah because it, it pulls a fast one on you like, yeah because like, you're so used to like immediately liking something and you're like I, yeah I don't know what this is making me feel like, yeah you, you know feel the, weird about it the big one I can remember with that is the first time I listened to the first Mars Volta album Delals? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because at the time, I, I just graduated high school, and like all I was listening to was weird electronic music and like black metal, and it's like and like that album is like spacey yeah. and wild, and I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but then I, I ended up loving it. I love that album, but at the time it was really just like not something I would typically listen to, yeah. but it was so intriguing that I just kept going back to it. It was really neat. That album I like immediately like, but I was also I knew that Flea was on it and John Frusciante, yeah, which was cool. Um, but I mean, always a fan of At the Drive-In, so I you know I I assumed that I was gonna like yeah. it. And right when that came out too, like I started listening to like Yes as well. Okay, so, like, kind of proggy, you know? Yeah, not kind of definitely. Yeah, proggy. So like. I'm not comparing them, but it's it's a little similar. Oh, like, sure. Well, it's, your brain was open. Yeah. For some. So for I think maybe shit. that's what let me like just take it all in. But yeah. I still like Delal's. I haven't listened to it in a long, long time. Long story short, my, my computer got stolen like years ago, and I just uh, haven't bummer. gotten one. Yeah. Again, and I like a bunch of my music was on there, but uh, that album was awesome. But I I want to go back though and listen to their albums after because I remember when Francis of You came out. I didn't really care for it. that single that they had on it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the Widow. I it's still really song. like that song. It's, it's a, yeah. It's like really pop sensitive. It's it's short, and I think it's great. But I remember not digging that album as much. And the one after that, like I gave it a listen one time. I was like, ah, it's just I don't know. I, it I, it all. I think the the problem with Francis the Mute is there's a lot of soundscapes and just weird textures that are go for five to ten minutes yeah. of just weird like. Like, how long can we annoy this person yeah but all of the actual music that's on that album i think is the best music that the band ever wrote yeah, yeah. okay in my opinion the song when there's actually a song happening it's the best cool yeah i don't even so, remember what it sounds like yeah like, I, it, that's, I would like to revisit oh it. it's killer cool definitely cool. if you get a chance go back to it i, I wish I'm sure there's probably some like edited version on YouTube that someone <laughs> took all of yeah, the, the crap out of it. Like, uh, <laughs> do you ever see uh, the recut Star Wars prequels? That no, but did? I've heard of them. Like, yeah. they take Jar Jar out. They yeah. take the pod race out. They take, I mean, they take all the bullshit out. But I, I feel like if they did, didn't like the first, the whole like episode one was all complete bullshit. At the end, you don't know what the fuck just happened. Sure. It was like, oh, I just wasted like two hours of my life. Uh-huh. But I, I have heard about that. I also, uh, but I did watch, uh, there was a guy that took apart, like, episode one, and he, like, commented on it, and it's like, I think it's like oh, for the, two uh, hours. the Mr. Plinkett thing? The oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called. Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did all three. Oh, really? Yeah, he did, he did episodes one through three, 
And if you're a Star Trek guy, I'm not sure. I I do like Star Trek. He did like all of the Star Trek movies. Whoa. And uh, he's done a bunch of stuff. He did uh, like Avatar. Oh god, that uh, movie they're so all horrible. They're all hysterical. Yeah, they're okay. really awesome. And actually, that the that dude and the other guy, they do a bunch of like normal movie reviews too, and uh, they're cool. It's Red Letter Media. Okay. Whenever if you ever if you listen to this later. <laughs> Whenever it goes up and you hear that, write it down. All right, yeah. Redlettermedia.com. Awesome website. They do. If you're into that, you'll like yeah. everything they do. Cool, man. Really, really I mean, cool. I'm you down. into, like, movies or just something? I mean, I like watching movies. Yeah. I don't. I don't you're not, I'm like, not, a movie nerd. N- other than, like, maybe, like, Star Wars. Sure. But you don't, like, go to, like, the theater all the time. No, but like, I do want to see Age of Ultron. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I, w- I want to see it. I like the first Avengers movie. Yeah, and, like, cool. I like comics. Like, I used to read a bunch of comics when I was a kid, so, like, that uh, adaptation to screen is, like, interesting to me, even though half the time it sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really pay attention to much movies, like, other than, like, you know, if, I, if I hear something about, like, oh, you know, they're making a Deadpool movie or a... You know, some some nerd uh-huh. thing I'll be like totally into, but yeah, you know, I don't. I'm not like a film critic or anything <laughs> like that. What about the the new Star Wars? I'm stoked. Yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be awesome. Because uh, George Lucas has nothing to do with it. Sure, you know? sure, sure. But all I know that too is that they're not using any of the extended universe at all. Like, and mm-hmm. I read the books, <laughs> so I feel that everything that I've read now in like whatever the last fifteen years. Is a lie. <laughs> I don't know what they believe anymore. But I, I don't know. I was a little worried about that, just in my head. I'm like, I, I kind of got a little sad because I'm think like, I spent so many times like just reading all this stuff and nerding out, and I, I don't know if I if any of that's true. But it's also science it's fiction. All, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's all in your head. It's man. All, in, all in my head. I'm a pretty big turtles guy, and uh, a lot of people. Did you see the the newest movie? All right, so I listened to the, the Reverse of Curse. You know. Oh, it, did I talk it, about this in that too? You did, and I haven't seen the new turtles movie, and I, I, I'm sure one day I'll make myself. Like get sad and watch it because I just know that I'm not gonna like it. Okay. Like, everything that like let's the right trail, attitude. The trailer, I'm just like, yeah. oh, this doesn't even look good. But Whoopi Goldberg's in it, right? For like five minutes. That's kind of silly. That's a silly. She's like a thing. cameo. It's yeah. kind of it's honestly silly that they even. Put, I think they just put her in the trailer because she's Whoopi Goldberg. All right. Well, you know, there's that. I mean, I know that I'm gonna see it one day and be bummed, but I understand that there's so many different versions of the turtles but i mean turtles forever yeah that is an awesome movie uh-huh it's like when i when i first saw it i was what the fuck oh my god yeah like they're like i don't know anything about the new turtles uh cartoon that they incorporated not enough i watched some of it but i never seen it um i knew that there wasn't one out but you know they incorporate our our era turtles yeah. you know which was so it was cool. done really well yeah it was yeah it was really sweet and uh, that was a really good idea, but again, like obviously, I know you're a huge Turtles fan, and like it's like it's cool because I mean, Turtles that was like our shit. I mean, other yeah. than Transformers too, I guess, or He-Man or whatnot. But like Turtles really like stuck, you know. Like you can watch like an old cartoon now and still be like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, for me, it's just the new movie didn't like take anything away from me. I liked it. I haven't watched it again. I probably won't watch it again. Yeah, I didn't buy it, but. I thought it was it was fun go see it in the theater. Yeah. See, like I the thing that I really liked about it was seeing all the little kids at the theater like decked out in Stoke, turtles gear, yeah. stoked. 
That's and that was like it was nice. To it's be not a part for of it. us. That's yeah. the thing. It's not for. That's us. Like, the most important thing. It's definitely not for, you know, the yeah, late twenties. You're thirty year old. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I'm thirty, and you know, I'm complaining about turtles movie, but I don't know if that'll ever end. I don't know if I'll, I'll stop complaining about it, but we have the first movie here that we can keep going back and yeah. watching, and how perfect that is. I was stoked when they showed it at Lowe's. You were there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was awesome. Like that that whole day, like I will forever remember it. Cause like I remember when I first heard that they were playing it, I was like, I was talking to Max and our friend PJ and Jared, and I'm like, we gotta go. So we like rode our bikes there, we brought a bag of wine into our and they were like, and like we're just getting drunk in the theater yeah. and like like in between like the first and second we went out and like smoked a joint like you know and we're like, this is gonna be even cooler now you know but it was awesome i had like such a great time yeah. like, i hope that they do something like that again like yeah i mean they show old movies there all the time mm-hmm. but if they show turtles again i'd probably go yeah they, if they keep doing that like when, whenever they do it i will go back because <laughs> yeah. seeing the turtles in the big screen again and again and again will well it'll, it won't ever get old yeah it was really good. It was really weird. It was cool to watch them both back to back. Yeah. It's crazy how different they are. Yeah. They're way more cartoony in the second one, but it's still like really entertaining, but you can't fuck with the first one. No. There's it was it was so if I would I'd probably put that in my top five favorite movies of all time. Probably until the day I die, I'm gonna be like, Oh the first Turtles movie is still like one of my best all right now what 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 would the other four be i'm assuming maybe one or even maybe three of them might be star wars movies i mean definitely empire the big lebowski okay uh encino man (laughs) Man awesome guy but i don't know i mean i guess maybe dance in the dark because it's like the best movie ever but it's like the worst too because like if you don't cry during that movie you're you're soulless okay Dancer in the Dark. That's the the Bjork movie. Yeah. Okay, I've never seen it. Oh man! If I'm you a- if you ever do, make sure like you're not alone because this it's just rips you apart, man. Like really, the okay. first time I saw it, I couldn't even get to the end because I was sobbing so hard. Like <laughs> I I like just like tears was like just shooting out of my eyes. Like, I couldn't, and I was like, why is this happening to her? You know, oh. And then I watched it again with my friend Jared on Christmas because like. <laughs> I, I don't have like any family like sure, sure, sure. anywhere like near me and we're like let's get drunk and get bummed out and then you know people came home and like what's wrong with you guys right? <laughs> leave us alone so we're just gonna hold each other yeah uh, that's been on the list for years I'm a huge York fan I actually just saw her in March whoa really yeah oh man up in New I York bet that was life changing I cried yeah yeah it was pretty like emotional yeah I bet surprising that's, that's cool though man that's, yeah that's like a thing i feel like it's a there's like art some some artists that you feel like you'll never see you know in your lifetime just because they're so extravagant or they like never tour or mm-hmm. i will never afford to go see yeah. them or something like that it but. was so weird it was totally not an elaborate production you know just yeah. like her a drummer and like a 16 piece string thing and that's it Whoa. that's all it was but it was so guess the minimalism was powerful and it was just, it was loud i mean like out of the 16 there was like probably like a half dozen cellos so it was just like oh man mm, like shaking the room it was really really cool uh, she was playing shows every weekend in new york throughout march and april really yeah and i went to the first one yeah yeah well this i would have liked to have uh, gone to more but it's just 
Did she do like a specific like set or like yeah, an album? Yeah, she played her like... whole new album front to back, and then she encored with like various tracks cool. from throughout the years. So that, that was like a what like a three hour kind of. It was probably like two like two and a half three hours. Yeah. It was pretty long. Yeah, that's awesome. Her new album's great. I haven't heard any of it. Yeah, if right. she kind of fell off my radar in the past few years, just getting too artsy and weird, which is good. Do you, girl? Yeah. You know, but just wasn't clicking with me. But the new one, it's really, it's a really sad album. Yeah. I like the more like depressing York. I just like depressing music. Yeah. It's, I mean, I like <laughs> it's easy to like because you feel something. You know? Sure. Sure. So, going back to music, at some point in time, you know, you're getting from like Deftones and then post that, it's getting. I'm assuming like you're obtaining more and more crazy music and hectic things are starting to enter your brain as you're getting older and maybe making friends and listening to weird music and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe there is an answer to this question, but was there maybe one really extreme band like in punk or hardcore or something that you heard and you were like, holy shit, this is insane. Oh man, there's just so many Or is it just, it was just like bands. a lot at once? Yeah. Like, I, just, maybe, maybe that's what it, maybe what it was, you know, it's, there's... That's like hard to nail. Like I or what kind of like like what kind of like maybe like a maybe a particular genre of music. Because even like finding out about a style of music can really like fuck you up. Like the first time I heard Pig Destroyers, Prowler in the Yard. Oh, okay. I got him. I was in like eighth or ninth grade, or maybe a little bit. Yeah, like ninth or tenth, somewhere in there. And I'd never heard any like grindcore, anything like that raw before, and just being like frightened almost like yeah. what the fuck is this <laughs> and then like that's, that's kind of cool to, that's a good band also to be like what the fuck is this because they're like okay it's one guitarist a drummer and a vocalist oh yeah just what crazy fuck? yeah and i don't know if if you're familiar with that album but the beginning of it starts with like this huge like a paragraph that's run through like the apple talking program and it's just like this uh dialogue about these two girls fighting and the one girl wrestles the girl to a ground and like licks her eyeball out of her socket and what? there's like no, a guy I, watching oh, that's shit. like jacking off or something like just like some really weird narrative in that apple voice and then like after it ends you're like what and then it's just like the song just starts like ah! and oh, i was just shit. like oh my god it was on the uh on a listening station it ides downtown wow. And like the album cover has like a like a painting of a guy like sawing his own leg off and laughing, and I'm like listing this like total like oh, overload. So brutal. No, yeah. I've never heard that album. Ever. Yeah. I, I like the one that I know well, is, and it's because someone gave me one is Terrifier. Yeah. Um, but I've only heard like parts of Pig Destroyer like here and there. Yeah. Yeah. That that Prowler in the Yard album was like holy shit. It's pretty nice. pretty intense. It's still intense. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I, <laughs> the band will never lose it. Since that and uh, Jane Doe. Yeah, that's it, you know that was a game changer. You know. Yeah. And I, a lot of people say that, and it's true. You know. Like yeah, that, both those albums. That was like that early, that like two thousand to two thousand three period for like intense music. Yeah. Was, then you know other bands like you know Botch and you know yeah. Like, fucking you know until your heart stops like that like our classic like fucking cave and album like that's oh, so good i don't know that that also like yeah like, those first couple years and that was after that like i didn't i don't know i didn't really get into heavy music after that like, okay really. i definitely don't listen to heavy music anymore really like yeah it's like something i just i i there's certain bands it's like, weird because like i feel like i feel like your band's heavy but like 
in like a really groovy way like it's like i don't know i guess heavy isn't the right word for it it just rips none, none of us really listen to heavy music yeah either. like so i think that helps i guess i think it's like heavy more in like a like the like literal sense of the word it's just like really thick when you guys play like the tone is just like yeah. it's like it feels like it weighs a ton like cool heavy that's good. Not, not like, yeah, sick bro, fucking heavy yeah. breakdown bro. Nice breakdown bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never got into any of that stuff, except for when I was, before Pig Destroyer and all that stuff, when I was in middle school, I found Earth Crisis. Oh, man. And the... Firestorm's coming. <laughs> yeah, and you know what was really funny was that was like how I found out about Straight Edge and stuff like that. And I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, cool, Straight Edge. And I was like really into that, like all throughout the end of high school. And I feel like it actually, well, I'm not there anymore. That kept me out of a lot of fucking trouble. And I think it, like, kept me out of making friends with people that who I know now that are just, like, in really bad oh, positions. Really? Okay. So it's kind of an interesting thing. That works yeah. out for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I, I could probably still listen to Breed the Killers every now and then. That was, like, their big album. <laughs> but, like, the music is so, like... I don't know. It's like it's. I don't. I, it's I, not for me. I think it sucks. Like, that, like I can't do that. Like tough guy. Oh, so stuff. Shitty. The only thing I would like to do is like if the, if Earth Crisis came, I would like to tailgate to one of their shows, and you know drink beers and grill <laughs> burgers. But then I'd probably get beat up. Yeah, definitely. Actually, but I think that'd be pretty interesting to do. But it's also a dickhead thing to do. I don't know, yeah, like making fun of like your straight edge culture, but also I don't care about it. So <laughs> yeah, I think that like. I don't give a shit what anybody does, yeah. you know, I, there was like a, a long time in my life, even after, after high school and things, when I wasn't drinking or into drugs, but I never really embraced the straight edge thing, I just felt like that was for somebody, like, I just didn't care enough, mm, yeah. it was just like, I like, never, I just like, I, didn't, I wasn't smoking cigarettes in school and stuff like that, I was like, well, I'm not gonna start now, like, why would I bother, Yeah. and so I just kind of like, but I was like, I also don't, if you're drinking or things like that, so yeah, well, but it's like a it's good because you're not judgmental about you know what yeah. people do. It's just like that's not I'm not doing it, but you can do it. But fuck it, you want. it's hard for people to take that in sometimes though. Like oh, so like, yeah, you fucking straight edge. Like no, but then it's like well hey like have a beer. And it's like well I'm not really like drinking right yeah. now. Oh so like you're straight edge. They just I mean they want they want, they want <laughs> to like, categorize. You, yeah. Everybody wants to be in a, they want to put people in a category. You know, just I think it's maybe easier for uh, you know, for a lot of people to just say, oh, he's vegan or she's straight edge or you know they're a hardcore band or yeah you know, they're pop like it, it makes like in like descriptions and like also if you want to be judgmental on somebody or like you can already see like oh I probably don't want to hang out with that person because of this. Or they call themselves this, or yeah. they're categorized as this, you know? Yeah, anybody that clings on to any kind of a label is yeah, like yeah. a... It's, it's kind of sad. Trying too hard, dude. Yeah. I don't know. But going back to labels and your band, what would you consider Ed Hockley? Like, a uh, punk band? A rock? I mean, it's not punk rock. I don't know. Like I like to say punk. adult contemporary metal. <laughs> uh, or drug music, but, you know, I... Those uh, those can be described as anything. Yeah, no, uh, it's a really unique but like familiar sound. Uh, my my roommate Mark actually we we had a late night Soundgarden listening like party the other night. Okay, we were just, we were just like 
listen to Soundgarden. Like the old stuff? Like, we were listening, we listened to Super Unknown and uh, a little bit down on the upside, and we were just air guitaring at three in the morning in my in our living room. Um, but after we listened to that, he's like, he's like, you know what, I think Ed Oculi kind of sounds like Soundgarden a little bit. Like, he's like, you get the Thin Lizzy thing all the time, um, which it makes sense. Um, yeah. Because we all love Thin Lizzy, so I think that's the one thing that will come out in our music. But Thin Lizzy, I've heard Thin Lizzy and Converge, people have said that. Um, yeah. But he's like, he said Soundgarden, I'm like, you know, I, I think I could say that. Like, if, I I, if I could, like, put those three together, maybe. I, it's kind of like grunge sped up a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that's like, yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> kind of like, I guess how, that's a, like a good description. Yeah. Guess, but I don't know. I guess it's a good thing when you can't completely, like, put a label yeah. on something, which... You know, I know we're all we're all pretty stoked on, on that, and I know like we all, individually have our own like, strange writing styles, or I guess you could say. Yeah. Um. So that and that's good that like you know it all comes together in no, one it's cohesive thing. Yeah, know? no, it's crazy. I think that it's really tight. I like it. Good job. Thank Keep you. it up. I don't yeah. think you're stopping anytime soon. No, not not yet. You know, we put out a new album. Yeah. Right? We just got. Uh, we I just listened to the master. Of our recording, uh, I'm I'm really really excited. Man. It, it sounds awesome. like Chris Number Two did a fucking phenomenal job. Cool uh, engineering it and like you know, helping helping us you know put it together. Um, and Justin Francis like his like mixing and mastering just like made everything sound heavy like really big and I I I can't I couldn't be happier and like our friend Fritz from. Uh, California, who's he's in this band Moxie Beat, who we did a East Coast tour with uh, two years ago, and he did the artwork for our record. And I just got an email to me too, and it's sweet. It's really <laughs> fucking awesome, and cool. uh, I'm I'm stoked on that too. Um, so yeah, like things are like this this year is going to be like I think a pretty productive and like really like positive thing yeah. for us. And I I mean I. I I'm I I'm gonna speak for the rest of the guys, but I'm just, I, well, we're all like really excited. Yeah. To to do this, you know, and, and it's like it's really cool that we've been DIY as long as we've been a band, um, and it's not like we weren't gonna like still go on tour, put out a record, but yeah. it's cool that like Christo and like everybody at AF, you know, like they're like willing to help us. Yeah. You know, it's 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 like you're gonna help us, like that's. That's so awesome of you. That's like so cool, and like, we can't say no because you know, Christo is a homie of ours. And uh, when someone goes, "You're already doing something good. Let me just help you a little more." And yeah, they're like that's awesome. Like a million, million thank yous yeah. to them. Like that's yeah. No, the the burden of the DIY musician is the weight that you carry on yeah. your shoulders. And it, and it, like I said, it wouldn't be, we would still do it. Yeah, even if, totally. You know, but a little help is, is cool. Great. We like that, you know. Yeah. I'm still going to book our own tours and go and play in houses and whatnot, but like, you want to help us put out our record and like, you have like faith in, you know, something that we do, like, that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great. You know? No. So... Touring for you. How long has Ed Hockey Lee been a band? Uh, our first show was New Year's Day, two thousand nine. Okay. So it was right after Garrett and I, and Dave Fildon on guitar, were in a band called Outclass, 
for a while, um, and that disbanded in like the. We did it. We just did a tour with 1994, and then like we broke up in like probably like late fall, and then Dave and I started hockey like years and years ago for like a second, and then it didn't okay. do anything. Uh, and Garrett Mount with the the original drummer. Um, and we need, we were like, well, Outclass isn't a thing, so let's let's do this because, like, th- that seemed kind of fun. We got to do pretty, something. Yeah, we got to do something definitely. Um, and we wanted uh, somebody to play second guitar because Garrett Mount moved to drums, and because uh, he was playing guitar originally in in, in hockey. So, you know, I I was in a band with Garrett for a while, and we both played bass in Outclass. There's two bass players. Okay. Uh, but he's always been a guitarist. So, and do you want to? Play guitar and add hockey like that. That's your that's your main instrument. Yeah. So, and that was just pretty much it. Like we just started jamming and writing songs, and you know we all knew that we wanted to write songs and go on tour, and that that was our only goal. You know. And then you did it. And then we did it, and then we just kept doing it. Yeah, and I'm sure it's probably a pretty not necessarily easy, but it's gotten a lot smoother. It I'm has. assuming over the years. Yeah, and. I mean, it's still something like there's like we're still hitting up places that you know we've never been to or we have trouble, um, like getting a show there. Yeah, that like makes things interesting. Like, it's it's really awesome that you know every time we go to the West Coast, there we have so many amazing friends and and bands we play with out there that that like it it gets taken care of just like that. Like they hear like we're going out and like and I'm talking to my friend Ben from uh, like this band called Hang the Old Year who we're fucking amazing or like talk to Moxie Beat from Riverside like hey let's want to go to Tijuana with us you know that's a place yeah. you, know, like, you want to do that again yeah um, so every, like the West Coast is always like it's always just so solid and so much it's so much fun and like it's not a headache at all like you know like when you're when, especially when you first start booking a tour and you first you know yeah. decide like when you know alright let's go on tour like I don't know anybody you know you're just sitting on a computer for fucking five hours a day yeah, for two months or you know like where Garrett and I like back like in our class days we would go to the pit library and the computer library and we would sit there for hours because we didn't have computers so we go there and sit next to each other you got this alright I'm gonna hit up five of these people and email them and, and like that it was a process but sure you know when the thing about it is like if you want to do something it's not it shouldn't be easy I don't I don't, I, I don't think so um, if it is like I feel like you've definitely put your time. Yeah. You know, things, I think, maybe after a while, get easier, and that's cool. That's great, because... Like, it's not that it necessarily gets easier. You just get better at it. Yeah, maybe you get better. I mean, being on tour for as long as we have now, it's, it's, uh, it's cool that, you know, having all the connections and friends, and um, it's just like, you know, like you holler at them, or you text them, or you email them, or whatever. Whatever. Hey, we're coming back. Can you help us out or yeah and like, yeah absolutely you know so and they're 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 stoked as well you know so like we're both both ends are excited and we're always excited to go on the road because it's it you get to see your friends you know it it it's it's i get a little sad every once in a while because you made all these bonds with people but they're two thousand miles away and it's like i want to go see you know al from big kids because i miss him so much and but he's in fucking California, yeah. like, all right, well, let's go, let's let's go. Like, so this gives you an excuse to go and hang out with all your friends. And the more you do it, like, you know, like this will be our third time coming to California. Um, 
uh, this again in less than a year, and like I'm really excited. Awesome. Do you have any like advice or suggestions for anyone like that's starting and wants to tour and do it? Like any things that you shouldn't do or should do? Basic oh. pointers, or is it just you gotta fucking do well, it? Well, I mean, there is like a, like a a mental thing, like, you know. Yeah, I, you know, you, you meet people that are don't like the tour, like are more like homebodies, and you can't really knock them for that, you know. Being on the road is is kind of grueling uh, a lot of the time because whether you're on no sleep, you don't know where you're staying, you don't have a shower, you're broke, your van breaks down, whatever. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. Shit happens. Yeah, shit happens, and you have to mentally, like, you have to get yourself prepared somehow, how, however you want to do it, but you have to understand that something could go wrong. You don't want to be negative about it. You have to be completely positive and be like, this is going to be great, this is going to be really fun, um, and I think you also, what's really important is you have to be whatever, if it's a band, it's a solo thing, whatever it is, if you're with people, it's important to know, like, to have a, a good relationship with them, you know, like, um, you, know, you hear, you know, horror stories of like, oh man, I went on tour with this person, I didn't know him, and they end up being <laughs> a complete fucking shithead, like, you sure. sucked really bad, and, you know, I still had two weeks left of tour with this asshole, and it's like, oh my god, like, that would suck so much, like, I... Like I, I've definitely been in that situation before. That's another story in itself. Um, but yeah, make sure. But like, that's what also will make or break a band. You know, like if you have a band, you you want to go on tour, and you you know you think you're ready to do it, go out for however long you want to do a week, two weeks, a weekend. But that will also make or break the band. Like you know, you'll figure out like who some people really are. You know, yeah. Because in certain situations, it can be really extreme. Like someone broke into our van how do we react to this like how do we take care of this like do you flip out do you lose your shit like do you like calmly like figure something out and it's a, it's a life lesson all the time because you're still living but you're getting thrown out here where your your comfortability zone is the van yeah and everything outside of it can be it's all new ground or new people so you don't know how to deal with those things, but I think you know. Obviously, like you should have a positive mental attitude about it uh, if if that's what you really want to do. Because if you, if you have even in second guessing it, it might not turn out. Very yeah, I wonder, well. yeah, I wonder. A lot of times, it's the musician that feels that they need the tour because they're in a band, and do they really want that lifestyle? Yeah. It's like or some, not. You know, of all the bands that just do it, but yeah, some people don't like to do it, and like that's fine you know and it's sometimes unfortunate because you're like man this band is so awesome and I'd love to see them over here or there but they're never gonna leave their comfort zone but that's why you can still record and you know at least somebody can have a physical copy of it yeah maybe maybe you have to travel hundreds of miles to see a band because they don't leave and that's kind of a bummer but at the same time it's like so what that's their thing you can't force anybody or you should like it's it's not fair to force anybody into doing whatever they don't want to mm -hmm. do you know it's your art you know the fuck you want to do if you want to make it and talk shit on it the whole time you're allowed <laughs> to do it you know but uh, yeah i mean don't take anything for granted absolutely like never take anything for granted because all the like anybody helping you out you know like even though like sometimes situations are weird you know this might oh, this person has booked a show and they're like some fucking weird dude or weird person like, <laughs> or like they're like you know 
like, you want me to go smoke some crack? It's like, no, I, I don't want to do that. Or like, you know, they end up <laughs> they're being... They're trying like a, to be too nice. Yeah, or like they end up being a really shitty person. Like, hey, I booked a show for you. Why don't you fucking do something for me? Or or oh, like, dude. Or like some... This, there's like one time where like this dude hooked us for a show and he ended up being like a real fucking scumbag, like womanizer, piece of shit. And it was like, dude, fuck <sighs> you. Like, like, you suck, you know? Yeah. Um, so you don't know. Like, especially like, just because you talk to somebody on a phone... Or email with them. You don't know them, and not like throwing out, the, throwing yourself out there, and and maybe a bad situation. But that's the world, man. Yeah, like, my buddies were on tour, and they, I don't know if it was the promoter's house that they stayed at, or somebody was like, yeah, I got a place. Was you know, we got extra space. You can crash. There was all these rooms with like just like beds in them. It was kind of weird. They're like, oh, whatever, we could sleep, and then. The next day, like, I guess the one dude woke up and found, like, this one room that had all this, like, weird porn and stuff in it, and I guess it was, like, the house they have, like, sex parties in the house, and, like, a couple of the dudes were just, like, real grossed out, because there was, like, no, like, no no sheets or anything on the bed, and, like, who knows? Who knows what happened? Yeah! Oh, I just got hep C from, like, sleeping on this bed. Yeah, that's, like, a kind of thing that you need to be, like, you know, you can't, you could be, like, okay with not being okay that it happened, but you need to expect shit like that yeah. you never know you don't you don't know you, and that's what i think what terrifies some people is that there's nothing constant about it like there's not like unless you're somebody who's gonna get a hotel room every night and oh yeah go out to eat every night and uh, i mean i that's that's some people stuff i don't like to do that i mean we've never done that like but some some people like it, or some people can afford to do that, and that's cool. Like maybe you want a cleaner place to sleep, or you want to like I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna say like I don't like sleeping in clean places, but I also don't give a shit if I'm sleeping on the floor. Yeah, because that's why I bring a sleeping bag, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that some people it's just it. Some people are built for it, and some yeah. people aren't. It's some just people are just high maintenance, and that's yeah, just what it is. And it's I wonder you, how like bands that. I think that it's why it's really easy for like punk bands and stuff like that to tour. But I try to picture like the like huge production tour bus rock band starting out. How do they do it? Unless they all just I don't know. Yeah, that's how do they I, afford to do it? I, that's something I because you know that yeah. they're. I'm not trying to stereotype, but you know that like those bands aren't staying on like floors or no, sleeping in their no. shitty vans and stuff like that. No, I mean that's not, unless they want to. Like, yeah, um, but. I don't know. I, I I don't know. It sounds like sounds pretty nice, you know. Yeah. Like it sounds like you probably have like <laughs> you know like a refrigerator in your you know tour your bus. Shit, so yeah. like you're like oh man I can keep stuff cold and like I'm not gonna have like a shitty cooler where it falls apart or you know or even like having cold food or like maybe you have like you can cook like on a, that sounds awesome like I don't know. <laughs> That's expensive. You know, you have to assume that's expensive. And it's like, well, all right, well, like, how much money do you have to make where then you can like justify like spending that much money on yeah. tour? Like, because you know, like going on tour, you're like, all right, we're a DIY band, so we're fucking broke. Um, whatever we have is what we have. Like, there's like nobody's rich in this fucking band. Like, what we make are you know whatever your hundred dollars that you make at the door that night. Like, that goes to gas and maybe Taco Bell. That's it, you know. Or, or sometimes, you know, you do get paid, but like, I don't know. I I've never been in that yeah. situation, so I don't I don't know anything about it. It's com- completely uh, it's strange to me. But like, I don't know. Thinking about it, you're like, oh, that sounds comfortable. 
Like, maybe, you know, when you hear bands that go on tour for, like, fucking six months. But they can because they're, they're on a traveling home, you know? Yeah. Like, and our band is my home as well. Like, I consider it the country club that we call our band, like, the, our home. Like, I am comfortable in it. I know it's not the cleanest or the most comfortable, but, like, I, like, am mentally, like, and physically, like, comfortable in it because, like, that's just something you got to live in for two months, and it's okay. That's fine. Like, you have to be okay with certain things, you know? Totally. Or, like, not showering for a long time. <laughs> and, like, and, like I, shit, I don't hardly shower when I'm at yeah. home, so, like, on the road, you know, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Yeah, I think that's why I think I do pretty well whenever I'm out is because I'm just... Uh, fine yeah you know like i sleep on a shitty futon or sometimes I sleep on the floor and you know i forget the shower because i'm so busy all the yeah. time so i just don't give a shit well you know and another thing too is like you know that i don't know i whatever situation that you're in like you know like oh maybe you're cramped in the van for five hours but like you're gonna go play a, a show yeah at some somewhere maybe you've never been or like oh i've played this house a bunch of times and it's always awesome and i'm really stoked it's like yeah you're 25 minutes of like that while you're there like that's that's why you're doing it right like yeah there's no delusions of grandeur there you know it's just like you just go and you play you know, make art and that's it and then you hang out mm-hmm. and that's cool like you make friends and I don't know that always sounds appealing to me <laughs> yeah. it just sounds like so much fun it's like because I don't know having new things you know even if you've been to the same city the same house the same play the same bands and wherever and you're fucking Pomona California but like it's always a good time you know if you can keep that like in your mind you know like why not do it for the rest of your life you yeah know? sounds fun yeah I think that if the most important thing is to be happy and the shit is supposed to be fun yeah that's why all of us started doing this exactly and that gets lost real fucking quick with some people yeah which is a big bummer some people get jaded and I mean, I, I hope that never happens to me. Like, I could never see that. But maybe those people ever could say the same thing. Like, I never thought, like, I would think so differently about, like, what I do now than sure. like, when I was a kid. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I hopefully, though, hopefully you or I never become, like, <laughs> that kind that. No, I think for me, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by yeah. now. Definitely. I just, I know that the only reason I'm still doing anything that I do is because I like doing it. Yeah. And it makes me happy. Yeah, and also another thing too is, you know, some people want to do it for a little bit and then they want to get the real life stuff, and that's cool. But if that's what they want, yeah, if that's awesome. what they want. You know, like I have some friends that are like, they're just like, oh, God, I just got a job now. You know, it's like, okay, like I'll never hear you like shred an axe like ever again. <laughs> like that's that's kind of a bummer, but you know, that's cool. Like you want to do that, but you know, it's, sometimes people you know you realize too that. You gotta put real life shit on hold, you know? Sometimes you gotta be jobless, sometimes you gotta be poor, sometimes that's just like the way it goes. Like, oh, you're 30 now, <laughs> like, you're not gonna have a family ever. Like, maybe that's not something, something that you, you just yeah. realize, like, that's not, that's not in your cards, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you can change things however you want, you know? just like that like if you if you really want to you know the reason that you started to do art like you did you decided that you were going to do this and you're doing it now but you can change it if you want yeah you have the ability to do it but i don't know yeah there's always that 
that thing sometimes when things aren't going so well. And it's like, well, I exactly. could just fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody's making me yeah, do this. Exactly. That's the convenience of, like, the DIY lifestyle. Yeah. not, like, obligated to fucking do anything. Yeah, you're not but then if I but then if I don't do anything, I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. And if it's not working, I feel like a feel like a piece of shit. So it's like, well, I'd rather do something than nothing. So I'll take this shit over that shit. Yeah, man. You got the bug. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Mm, I guess I'm just like cursed for the rest of my life. To, yeah, or until it goes away. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll wake up and it's like, I don't care. Yeah. Don't yeah, care yeah. anymore. It could happen. Yeah. One last thing that I want to talk about before we wrap this up is wanderlust in like the musician especially you hear it a lot in pittsburgh like yeah we got to get out of the city all the cool stuff's other places or if we pack up as a band and move to another place like where there's a, a stronger scene maybe it'll pick up i feel like you guys have been really successful and you've been hugged in pittsburgh for a while there are other bands that have been like that too and i don't know what, what's your take on that do you uh, think that that's uh there is a time when i we talked about maybe moving to oakland california um this was years ago obviously it didn't have any coming to fruition but yeah I'm, I'm glad and i'm glad we didn't um because of like one like it's so expensive now in bay area like friends there they're just like oh man this sucks like i think i have to move now so yeah but you know pittsburgh has a fucking amazing scene like they have a, a it's a great place i think to be home base um our drummer lives in baltimore oh, okay um so like he he's gonna be a ball he's born and raised in baltimore he's a he's a he's a fucking baltimore child and we make that work um and i know he'll never he'll never leave baltimore i don't see us ever leaving pittsburgh as a, as a band um just because it's it's just it's 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 home you know and also i think because of how affordable it is to live here yeah um it lets us like allows us to go on tour as much as we do like i and i've heard you know people say this they're like dude you are on tour all the time like how do you do it it's like well my rent is cheap and we all have awesome jobs like working at spack brothers like is awesome and you know i don't ever take it for granted but like i can go on tour when it need be because that was also I, I could state that being in at a hockey league or the other band Calix that I'm in like is maybe a job but like it's I don't I don't treat it as a job because it's like it's fun yeah. you know and everything but not that working back with isn't fun um, but you know, we all like have our own jobs that like they allow us to do that and that like we're maybe maybe it's just that we're lucky that we've, we found our little our are, are perfect little spots. I don't even think it's luck. I just think it's more uh, persistence, seeking out and doing what you got to do to make it work. Yeah. You know. You got to make when, ends meet. Yeah, and, and it's really easy to say like, "Oh, that's impossible," or "That's too hard," or "I don't want to do that." Mm -hmm. You know, like somebody might not want to work in a pizza shop. You know, because for whatever reason, like I don't want to work in food. I guess mm -hmm. that's fine. You know, but if you want to. You gotta find something that's gonna do it, and you know maybe that's not what you wanted to do originally, but you have friends there, and it's what you're doing, and it works with your schedule, yeah. and it's keeping you afloat for what you really want to do, which is tour and play. Yeah. So fuck. That's you know that's important too. Is like there like if you have a goal, and let's say you know because we're on that on this topic, like you go have a goal to go on tour, 
that costs money to do it. Now, what are you willing to do to get to that point? To like, like make, and I'm assuming that this is exactly what you want to do. It's like maybe a dream of yours, or this is, you know, you feel strongly about like I really want to go on tour. What like, maybe you'll get a job for two months that really sucks. Like it just is horrible, but you've got to make, you got to make that cash. You know, yeah, you got to make it happen, and maybe you do that, and then you tell them like, hey, I'm going on tour, and they fire you. Like it's like. That is something that can happen. That is a possibility, and is, you know, it sucks, and but not a lot of places are cool with like someone like yeah, you know, like dipping out for months at a time. Um, and you know that's unfortunate, but obviously that job isn't for you too. You know, you can think about it as like, well, I I used that job as a means to do what I actually really want to do. Yeah, you know, and there's all these little steps you need to take sometimes and. Sometimes you don't know what's gonna happen. It's a little. It can be a little scary. Where you like, you know, maybe you're all already on tour, but you, you're coming home pretty soon. You're like, I'm broke. I don't know how I'm gonna pay rent, or I don't. I'm not living anywhere. Like, what am I gonna do? It's just like, well, you got this far. You sure. can definitely figure it out. Like, and it it can be tough, and it can be a bummer. You might have to couch surf for a while, or whatever it is. You know, you might have to work a bunch of shitty jobs to get back on your feet, but. It was it really worth it? Sure. Like, and in the long run, like when you think back on it, like was that two weeks, two months, five years, whatever it yeah. is? Like, was that worth me like being under the poverty line, or like you know eating ramen, or well, like, or like yeah. you know it's like, and at the end, and if you can come and be like, yeah, I wouldn't change that, like for anything. Like, I think like for you, um, for some people. Like, the paycheck is the literal paycheck. And I think for someone like you, the paycheck is, like, being on stage and hanging with friends. Yeah, man. Like, that is what is worth it to you. Like, everything that's worth it to you. Like, the paycheck, like, the monetary value or income that you have is just a stepping stone into getting where you want. Exactly. And some people are just like, well, they want the money, and then they're happy. I mean, money's bullshit. Money will always be bullshit and it's stupid and I, I hate it um, but that's the world we live in and you need it to, yeah. to do things that you that you that your like heart desires that you really want to do um, and that's unfortunate that sucks and it's it's kind of it's pretty depressing but you can use that to your advantage you yeah know? and as long as you it doesn't you know as long as you don't treat money other than what money is you know then you know that's whatever like you you gotta you gotta use it to do it like i gotta you gotta buy something so you can eat you know yeah you gotta you gotta go somewhere you gotta put gas in your tank you gotta pay rent you gotta do whatever it is um but the yeah life is not about money it's not the 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 value of money doesn't mean anything it's like what you get out of your experience your experiences like that's what it's all about you know and yeah, yeah. That, that is like the paycheck, you know, you can go hang out with your friends, you play a show, you make a record, you know, all these things that like you can be proud of and have a good time and because that's that's all it is, like that's all you can do is have a good time. And yeah. if you're not, like what what are you gonna do? What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Well, I think this was a great talk. Yeah. Thanks absolutely. for coming over. Yeah, man. Stoked Thanks to for hear the album. Me. Is there any sort of like Taught, you know when that's going to be coming out or is that just um, like well, still jumping through all the hoops we're doing a, a, a little tour with Radium Girls from okay. Pittsburgh um, who I, I don't know if you've seen 
them. I haven't. I've seen the name. They're I want to check them amazing. out. Amazing. Actually, we're doing a tour kickoff show with them at Goosey's May 26th. No shit. Let me write it down. <laughs> I don't know who else is playing. We're trying to get another local. I think uh, trying to get Come Holy Spirit to play, but not sure yet. But we're doing like a week and a half with them, and we were hoping the record would be out by then, but it's not going to be because yeah, it's getting in production. It's like getting it's it just got mastered. We're gonna send off the press hopefully by this week. Yeah. Um, but um, we come back for like a couple of days and then we go back out for a month to the West Coast. So hopefully maybe sometime on that that tour we'll get the record. And if that's the case, then we'll do a, a record release some when Again. we when we get home or whatnot. But cool. I'm really excited. I'm excited for you know people to hear it. You know, it's I I think it's great it's it's all new material um and we're really proud of it i think it's gonna be fucking awesome cool yeah man i believe it all right cool. thanks yeah man and we can and that is all folks thanks so much for sticking around hope you enjoyed the conversation john's a great dude his band's fucking great wish him nothing but the best of luck with the new album, on tour, and everything that comes with all of that. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. Hopefully I won't be as sick, and I will actually be able to talk. That would be great. I am Sykes. Start the beat. 2015. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.